different team is just gonna win. They might just beat the shit out of each other though, and I know, Colorado yeah. slides to the finish. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, welcome to episode 46 of Clubhouse Convos. It's your host, Colin, as usual, joined by my good friend, Evan. How are you tonight, so, buddy? Uh, Going to be back in Durham in person. Yeah, cold as hell up in Durham. I don't <laughs> know what it's like for our two counterparts, Connor and Dan, but uh, very cold today. It's cold here. Dan's got well. the winter hat on right now. <laughs> it is so cold. Yeah, it's freezing. Yes. Newman, take a ride on the scooter today. Oh fuck no! I would have gotten frostbite. <laughs> you see that storm we're getting? That nor'easter we're getting What's on up Saturday? With that? Like I a foot that. to a foot and a half. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. It yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. Like it I, did. I didn't expect it to be snowing. Really? I'll have to uh, stock up on groceries. <laughs> you and everybody else. What is it? Oh yeah, sad all day Saturday. Wow. Yeah. It's supposed wow. to. Be I saw day. that it was a good percent chance of snow. I didn't realize it was a nor'easter. I had originally yeah. seen like. Three to five, five to eight, but not 12 to 18. It's a fuck ton of snow. Interesting. Anyways, um, let's move into our NBA power rankings. Pretty much NHL-centric pod. It's our midseason review, so we'll be doing brackets, awards, but uh, we'll cover our NBA power rankings real quick before we get over to the NHL. And Dan can take us away. That's fair. Um. So coming in at number one, we have the Phoenix Suns still, and that is followed by the Golden State Warriors, uh, and that's followed by the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Miami Heat, uh, Brooklyn Nets at five, the Utah Jazz at six, the Chicago Bulls at seven, the Milwaukee Bucks at eight, Dallas Mavericks at nine, and the Philadelphia 76ers at 10. Um, really, the notes here is the Heat kind of coming back up into the four spot after a couple of weeks ago. They're in the eight spot in the Bulls after in their last 10 games going two and eight. Uh, they fall a couple spots. Um, our top three remains the same and our bottom two remains the same as well. Dan omitting the Bucks. I did last week as well. Bro, the Bucks are a good team. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I would have the Bucks in over the Cavs at seven, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, they play tonight, so we'll see who wins that matchup. I don't know. It, just for me, the Bucks, like, I understand they're a good team, they're talented. They could kind of turn it on whenever they want. But for me, like, they've just never been at the top of the, the standings the entire year. They've kind of just been in the middle of the, of the conference. Now, like, after they won their championship, they lost a lot of key uh, players, I know um in free agency in the offseason but I, I don't know I think some of it's just me looking at the standings thinking these teams are better but I, I honestly when I make my power rankings I, I leave the bucks out and I feel fine about it wait Dan I have a question did you yeah. sort by the average he's, he's going by his right? yeah yeah I, I okay. sorted it by mine right now oh, for me here's well the then Go ahead. wouldn't that be incorrect well no I did this I he's switched sorting it. by his 
Oh, when I read them out, this was sorted, and then you called oh, me out. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was confused yeah. at why the Bucks were just uh, left out of our entire power rankings. I was like, well, <laughs> that can't be right. Uh, for me, I, I believe the Bucks are deserving to be in the top 10. Uh, going off of what Connor said, I believe on the last pod, um, they were able to blow out the Warriors, who we have at two, and they also blew out uh, the Grizzlies, who are at three in our power rankings. And the Bulls. And the Bulls they beat. Uh, for me, those are three big signature wins for that Bucks team. Um, they're starting to get healthier. Uh, they've been there, obviously won the championship last year. I do think that they are deserving of a top 10 uh, spot. I would Fair agree enough. with that. But I have no other real issues with uh, the rest. I think everything's fine. Yeah, I do remember when I said I think the Hawks are going to finish ahead of the Cavs. I don't know if that is going to happen. I know. I know. The Cavs are just a consistent machine right now, and the Hawks just can't figure it out. It's really shocking. I will say one note. Um, I was very interested to see where people are going to put Utah because in their last 10 games, um, they've they've gone two and eight. So I was very interested to see where they are. And apparently your guys' new favorite team, the Dallas Mavericks, they've gone eight and two in the last game or 10 games. Uh, yeah, they've climbed into my top 10 the last two weeks. Uh, they've been impressive, although our real favorite team, the Boston Celtics, have looked equally impressive the past few nights. They're not even here because no one's given them a vote in so long. Well, they're fucking <laughs> pathetic, and I would never put them in my top ten, but. Fair enough. Should we move well. to the NHL? Yes. yes. Um, so until about 3 o'clock, our first-place team did not have any first-place votes. Um, so that would be the Colorado Avalanche coming in at number one. Uh, they are followed by the Florida Panthers at wow. two, Carolina Hurricanes at three, Tampa Bay Lightning at four, New York Rangers five, Pittsburgh Penguins six, Toronto Maple Leafs seven, uh, the Boston Bruins at eight, the St. Louis Blues at nine, and the Minnesota Wild at 10. Um, it, it was just kind of crazy. Newman had not made the switch yet, and Colorado was still the number one team with no first place votes. So, just because of the averages. Wow. That's funny. So when you – I'll just show you real quick. When you do change these, they're tied, but Excel gives the tiebreaker to Colorado anyway. Because of, I would guess, alphabetical order. I yeah, don't know I would how. <laughs> I, sometimes it's not always alphabetical because um, we've had multiple ties, and I, I don't know how it comes to – but, but, yeah, I don't know. Whack. Kind of, uh, I'm kind of upset – that uh, Evan and Dan have excluded the Nashville Predators from their top 10. I think yes, they're a worthy I, top I 10 team. I mean, they're ahead of the wild in the standings right now, yet you two have the wild in. I think the Predators out. I'll respond to you. I think if I could have redone these, I think I probably would have had Nashville because I meant to text Dan. I was going to switch Boston and the Blues, or yeah, in, in their rankings in my order. Um, I would probably have Boston out of the top 10, I think. Uh, it, looking back on this now, seeing the Bruins against the Ducks, seeing how Tuka Rask has been playing, I think if I could re- could redo them, I do agree. I think Nashville with Soros, I think they are probably a top 10 team. So if I could, yeah. could redo it, I probably would. That's a good explanation. I do I think, think the Wild, they're right on the cusp. I like them a lot. I, do. I agree. They were in my top 10 last week. Just missed this week. I have uh, I have no gripes really. I still think Florida's number one. I get Colorado's been hot, but Florida's been that hot all year for me, so that's why I would have them number one. I think Dan and I have had Carolina like for a month straight now. Hold on, 
me and Evan have this same exact top seven. That's wild. That's interesting. Yeah. No, no collaboration. It's, it's the same top I, seven. It's been like that for like weeks. I know. That's wild. I think it's worth mentioning that Pittsburgh is on quite the streak right now. A fucking tear. They, That's why they I had them at four. Into my, yeah, yeah, they moved into my top six. Uh, did we get those poll results? What are those looking like? Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh top poll. five? I, yeah, I put that poll up just for this uh, situation. I think majority no, if I remember correctly. Yes. So the final tally as of this pod is 67% no to 33% yes. They need a they need a new backup goalie at the deadline is what they need. Yeah, yeah I agree. Just impressed with uh, what Mike Sullivan's done with that team with the injuries this year. Russ has missed time. Malkin's missed time. I believe Latang's missed time. So big, big names. Did Crosby miss any time? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So. Big, huge names. The, the core of the Pittsburgh Penguins has missed time, and yet they – Seemingly can't lose. Very impressive. Um, one note real quick before we kind of move on. The NBA poll I posted, I said, who's more likely to win the Eastern Conference between the Nets and the Heat? The Heat currently leads 64% to 36%. Good. Good. I voted for the Heat. I did too. The Nets are a disaster. Yeah. I know. Yeah, what's up with James Harden? I love how Dan was like, oh, I don't think he likes the nightlife. And then that report comes out a <laughs> yeah. week later. I'm telling you, you go from Houston, you dance with some strippers, and you, you like life, you come to New York, you pay some high taxes, you need to show a vaccine card to go get dinner. It's not the same. <laughs> well, my question is, isn't New York living supposed to be far better than Houston living? <laughs> People love to say that. New York City is, I think, one of the most overrated cities in the entire world. I hear a lot of people say that. I agree. I hear both. I hear like if you're in the age gap of like 18 to 30, New York is an awesome place to live because you just go out and drink and party every night. But if you're outside of that age range, I can't imagine it's very nice. Well, like even if you're that young living in New York, rent's probably mad expensive. Oh, yeah. like, that's but you probably have a fucking great job. <laughs> Well, maybe. Or your parents' money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Daddy's credit card. Anyways, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our NHL brackets. Uh, I'm going to throw this one over to Newman since the NHL bracket makes my brain feel like shit. Yeah, I know. I, I, you were telling me this, and it's it's much simpler than the other bracket, like the football, I think. I yeah. Do. I get. Uh, to me, it's just the wild cards fuck me up a little bit. Okay, yeah. Uh, Dan, do you have graphics for this or no? No, because I don't think people got me brackets. Oh, you fucking clowns. I know I did. Uh, I, I, I might have got it late. I sent it earlier today. I don't know if that counts as late. You guys did get it late, but no, I don't have a graphic yet. That's all right. That's, okay. That's fine. I'll, I'll describe it for everyone, uh, for the viewers at home, and for Colin, who's a little confused. Um, <laughs> so the way it works, uh, the top three teams from each division – make it in and then there's a like baseball style two wild cards per conference uh and then the way the seating works which i guess could be confusing uh the best team in the uh the better of the two one seats points wise plays the bottom of the two wild cards so in our case boston is the worst of the two wild cards so they would play florida 
who is the top uh, in points in the Eastern Conference, uh, for example. So I guess we did that. There's no reseeding in hockey, so like once the bracket is set, it's pretty easy to follow. That uh, was in that mine. Sense. I, always right. think, I always think that the the lowest goes back to the highest in the next round, and that's what fucks yeah. me up. I don't know why they don't do that. Although I guess I don't know. No, yeah, I kind of like it this way. I, you know what I wish it was? I wish they had the one eight. Like, just go back to that. Oh yeah, yeah. back in the day when the one eight was really nice. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, um, I don't know. Does anyone want to start? Oh, I guess I'll t- I'll talk about the matchups real quick. Yeah. So we have Florida, Boston. Why don't uh, we just then, uh, Newman? Why don't we just go matchup by matchup, and we'll each give our our mm-hmm. pick. All right, that sounds like a good idea. All right, we'll start with Florida-Boston then. I have Florida beating Boston in five games. Um, I just think Florida's a hot team. The Bruins are kind of scuffling right now. Um, I don't know. Florida's tough to beat. Yeah, I have Florida in six. Uh, I don't think Boston has enough firepower at the moment. This is based on if the season ended today. So the seeding could change. So it could be a different matchup. But uh, if it were Florida-Boston, I'd have to go Florida. Yeah, it's Florida for me also. I agree with Newman. I said in five. Uh, I think probably Boston wins one and four. I think Reds have struggled at home in the playoffs uh, uh, recently. And uh, I just get those flashbacks of Bobrovsky just almost carrying Columbus past us. And then it's like you look at the lineup Florida has compared to that team, it's like Florida's far superior to that Columbus team. So Florida and five. Um, don't know much about hockey, but I know I was down on the Bruins and they've kind of come up a little bit, but I do have Florida, um, winning in six games in this matchup. Sweet clean sleep for Florida, as we would say on the other pod. <laughs> Real quick. I say, you know, like I said, I don't know if anyone saw my tweet. I said, Tuka Rasp was given a sympathy contract <laughs> and I hope if the Bruins make it, that they play Olmark in the playoffs. Although they probably won't. I think the way it's trending, Olmark is going to be the starter pretty soon. So. I I agree. I think Olmark's going to start. They got to stop going like one and one. They got to yeah. give Olmark a couple in a row. Um, yeah. Give him some comments. All right. So that's a Queen Super Florida. And just to note, yeah, this is if the standings were to end today. So like Calgary is not in this, but I, I know we were talking earlier. They probably end up in this. And I'm sure Dallas moves up a couple spots, but just to keep it consistent. Uh, so the other matchup with the two, three would be Tampa and Toronto. I have Tampa and six. They're my team. They're good. They've the, the two <laughs> matchups we've had with Toronto this year have been really awesome. I think we've split. Um, and I think this one goes to six, but I don't think the Leafs. unfortunately I've been saying all year, the Leafs will get out of the first round, but if it, the, if it ends like this, fuck no. Yeah. I have Tampa and six as well. I just, Again, I don't think the Leafs match up evenly with Tampa. There's so much depth, and Toronto's defense, in my opinion, is shaky as is. So if guys like – I mean, I saw Braden Point, statistically-wise, kind of having a down season. If he can get hot, fucking yikes. Um, yeah, Tampa for me as well. I said in seven. I think it'll be a really fun series to watch. I hope a lot of scoring. Um, but I do worry about Jack Campbell. I mean, you know, obviously it wasn't really his fault that they got eliminated last year. Um, you know, gave it, gave us all in the postseason. but I worry about kind of the downfall, the downward trajectory we're seeing from his statistics, letting in a lot more goals. It's a young defense still. They got, uh, Timothy, what is his name? Lidgren or something like that. Like that. They're playing Sandine. Like I just inexperienced defense always seems to bite Toronto in the ass. Um, I also have 
uh, Tampa winning this. I have them in seven. Um, I think it'd be a very good matchup, uh, at least for an NHL casual fan, um, two really good teams. Um, I know the whole Toronto curse and they just can't get out of the first round, but I think Tampa is just too talented of a team. They're like Dallas. I learned my lesson once already here. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, baby. Dallas. Um, okay, we'll flip to the Metro side. Uh, we got New York Rangers are currently the one uh, against the first wild card, Washington Capitals. I have the Rangers in five. I fucking love the New York Rangers. I think they have an award winner at literally every award. You could put a Ranger in that spot. I fucking love them. Um, yeah, I have them at five. Washington's on the decline. They can't seem to figure it out. I think Washington or New York would pummel them. I have New York in five as well. Uh, similar reasons as Newman. Just very deep team. Uh, I, I was listening. We were. I was listening to the original. Fuck. So many awful sentences there for me. <laughs> I was listening to our original NHL prediction podcast, and uh, Evan shouted out the New York Rangers as a sleeper team this year. So quick shout out to him. It's a good pick. Right. Um, yeah, I have Rangers in five. Yeah, I I got Rangers in four. Uh, I think they're just far superior. And for me, Washington has to get a goalie. I think they got to go out and get Marc Andre Fleury um, from Chicago. Ugly. You got they got to do something because you know playoff Fleury I think is is obviously really good. So I almost went to like six or seven just because I know the series in the past between these two teams have been so good. You remember like the Derek Stepan overtime goal, like Mike Green overtime goal, like back and forth series. But I just think that this year it's different. Um, I also have the Rangers in five. Um, I know you guys uh, said that they're going to be a sleeper team uh, earlier in the year. Um, They've been doing pretty good and Washington kind of sucks now. So. Oh, another clean sweep, uh, which brings us to our final matchup on the east side. I honestly think this might be the best matchup, Carolina Hurricanes and Pittsburgh Penguins. I have it going the distance with Carolina getting the edge. Uh, I just think Pittsburgh has had problems in the playoffs in the past, like the Maple Leafs. And while Jari is playing really, really well, he's being overused. And I don't know if he's going to have any success in the playoffs. And Carolina, like you guys have been putting them at one in your power rankings. They're fucking amazing up and down the lines. So I think, I think this one's probably going to be the best series of the first round, but I give Carolina the edge. Just echoing Newman. I had him going seven as well. This one was really tough. I really thought about Pittsburgh just because like they always seem to figure out a way to get it done in the playoffs, especially Mike Sullivan's fantastic coach. But uh, in the end, I just think Carolina has the better roster. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Dan's going to say, but obviously I'm so high on Carolina. I had them in six winning this series. Just worry about Jari. I mean, I, I, you remember uh, him last year against the Islanders. I mean, he looked just brutal in that series. Um, you know, obviously he's had a great regular season, but I don't know if he'll be able to hold up against a team that's that deep uh, in the playoffs. Um. Not much analysis, but I know Carolina is good, and I have them winning in six. Six. So we're we are all the same right. on the east side, which is, which makes this part simpler. I think we should probably go through the east fully, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So round two, we have a rematch from last year, Tampa uh, against Florida Panthers, which was fantastic to watch last year. I think it's going to be Tampa in six. I think we just have Florida's number. Uh, 
And if Bobrovsky shits the bed like he shot the bed last time, we should have no problem. But they scare the fuck out of me because, you know, rivalry matchup, which is always <laughs> good. But I'll take Tampa in six. I'm taking Florida in seven. Uh, when they played last year, no Ekblad. That's a huge factor. And Bobrovsky's been way better than he was last year. Uh, so I feel confident taking Florida. I've had them as my number one for at least last month. Uh, I think they're a juggernaut, all four lines. They just score. They're so good, so deep. Uh, this series last year, I picked Florida to move on. Uh, I'm not going to be doing that again. I got to go with Tampa Bay. I just think they've been here back-to-back cups. They just know how to get it done. And I worry, I, I you know, I don't want to say that this, this is probably, I guess, the biggest uh, disadvantage I think Florida has as a rookie head coach. And nothing against Andrew Brunette, but I think he's going up against John Cooper. And I just think that's a huge, huge, huge advantage for Tampa Bay. Um, I actually have Florida, kind of like Colin said, uh, winning in seven. Nice, Dan. <laughs> I like it. It's going to be a good series. Could go either way. Um, and then the other one we have, we have New York Rangers against Carolina. Another good series. I feel like the East is just so fucking awesome. Uh, I have the Rangers mm-hmm. in seven. Um, I just love the Rangers, man. I don't know. I think Shesterkin's going to steal some games. They're going to find a way to score. Uh, they get on the power play. Kreider has 15 power play goals right now. That's fucking insane. Um, I don't know. That one could go either way too, I guess. I also have Rangers in seven. Newman and I seem to be pretty much on the same page. Uh, I, again, I love the Rangers. Uh, Sabanajad scores at will. Panarin scores at will. Kreider scores at will. They have guys that will get grind, grimy and play the board game. They're tough. They play good defense. And uh, Newman said it earlier this year, they'll go as far as Shesterkin can take them. I honestly think he's better than Freddie Anderson. Uh, Anderson has a terrible track record in the playoffs. That's why I almost took Pittsburgh in the first round. And I just don't see him carrying Carolina any further, no matter how good they are. Uh, I'm going to go with Carolina uh, in this series. Um, for me, it's – let's see. How many games did I have this one at? Um, one more on. Uh, six games. I had, six, I had six games. I just think, you know, Carolina, they've been, they've been kind of here. They haven't really taken that next step with Brindamore. He's always got them back here. None of us – I mean, Newman was high on them, but neither of us thought they'd be really that good. Um, and here he is kind of bringing them back, and I think it's just a matter of time before they continue to advance – uh, Rangers kind of first year back in the playoffs. I just think, you know, it's that experience that Carolina's had in recent years, especially with Brindamore, same kind of group there. Um, I think it's kind of, uh, that's just a big reason why I think Carolina will win this series six. I would have to agree because I have Carolina winning in six as well. Well, shit, we were, we were all the same on the first round and now we have all four different outcomes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the conference final. All right. So for me, at least I have New York and Tampa and I have New York pulling it off in seven. Um, oh, wow. I, I think if, if anyone, if anyone's going to ruin the three peat, I want it to be New York. Um, I just love the roster. I don't know. They've spanked us twice this year. So I, they they have good history. I think they'll ride that high of beating Carolina and uh, our back-to-back loss streak will come to an end. How sad. Wasn't that the mat? Wasn't that an old Eastern conference final matchup? Wasn't it like the year they went to play Chicago? Yes, when we lost to Chicago, uh, we beat them in six, I believe. That was a good series. Bishop got hurt and we got fucked. Yeah, that was a good series, though. 
so my Eastern Conference final is the Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers. I'll be taking the Florida Panthers in six. Um, like I said, been my number one team pretty much all year. Very confident in them as long as they stay healthy. They're probably going to add something at the deadline, which is scary to think of. So uh, I think they're going to be all guns blazing, ready to go to the cup this year. I got Florida as my Eastern representative. Uh, my series was Tampa, the two, uh, and the Atlantic against Carolina, the three in the Metro. I'm taking Carolina over Tampa in seven. This kind of has a feel. If this series were to happen, it has a feel of that Tampa Bay Washington series where the Caps wound up winning that and, and going to the cup. Just in Carolina, like I said earlier, I mean, it was so deep, all four lines. Their defense is t- terrific, up and down. And again, I just think it, they've kind of faced tough eliminations in the past couple of years. Um, so I think now is kind of the time that they take that next step. So we'll see what happens. Um, for me, I have Florida and Carolina in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and I actually have Florida winning in seven. Okay. So Let's go, Dan. Dan, Dan and Scully have Florida. I got New York. Evans got Carolina. Fuck you for bringing up that series, by the way. That's. Uh, <laughs> I will remind you that we spanked the shit out of Carolina last year. They came in all high and mighty. Yes, and I do remember that. Like and five goals a game. Boston yeah. fucked them the year before that. Yes, they did. And that, that was um, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, right? four nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll flip to the West. Uh, first matchup will be Colorado Avalanche. They're the top in the West right now against Dallas, which I hope everyone saw the, the, the Dallas change um, as opposed to San Jose. Uh, but it didn't matter to me. I had them sweeping the Sharks, and I had them sweeping Dallas. They're, they've won like 18 in a row now, I think. Uh, something oh, ridiculous. They're just not beatable. I mean, even Kemper's playing like shit, but they have – Francois has two straight shutouts, so they, they can't go, seem to go wrong. It doesn't matter when you score five goals a game. So I have Colorado in a sweep. Uh, I gave Dallas one game. I said in five, just based on their history in the most few recent playoffs where they matched up. I know Dallas got the better of them when they went to the Cup against Tampa. And I believe the year before that as well. I'm not sure, though. That's four years ago. It's really testing my memory. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I don't think Dallas stands much of a chance unless Colorado, half of Colorado's team gets COVID the fucking night before the series <laughs> begins. Yeah, I, I'm with Colin. I got Colorado in five. Um, you know, I just think Dallas's experience that Colin noted um, would get them a game. But again, that goaltending, I just don't really trust 100% right now, nor that defense. So for me, that's why uh, it's in, uh, it's as short of a series as it is. I have the Colorado Avalanche winning in a sweep or nothing over Dallas. Sweet. All right. Uh, and then the other matchup uh, in this little box would be Nashville Predators against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I have Nashville winning in six. Uh, I love Soros. I've, I've always loved Soros. And I feel like this is a team that we didn't really see making the playoffs this year. I don't think anyone had them in. But I mean, like freaking yeah. Hines has done a fantastic job with that uh, roster. I just, I think, I'm obviously playing uh, Colorado in round two would be a tough test, but I like them to get out of round one. This one was tough for me. I went St. Louis in six. Uh, I just, I've watched St. Louis play a few times this year, and they just are like gritty and have great offensive zone time when they have the puck in their zone. They play solid defense. 
And I really like Cairo, who's come on huge this year. Barbashev's having a great year. Um, fuck, who else? Like, guys like Perron. Huso now. Huso. Perron hasn't really had a great year, but these other depth guys have really stepped up. I like St. Louis a lot. Uh, Buchnevich has had a really good year. and I, I, for one, called that transaction out as kind of a questionable one, but it's panned out. So is Brendan Saad. So good on St. Louis for retooling that roster. Obviously still have Ryan O'Reilly. Tori Krug's played really good this year. And uh, if Huso keeps the hot hand, I think they could ride him to a first-round win. Oh, you really hit a lot of the uh, the points there, Colin. Um, I also have the Blues in six. I've been really high on the Blues for the last, like, two months. Um, and, again, maybe it's because I have uh, Pavel and Jordan Cairo and Pareko and now Huso on my fantasy team. But I just think they're so fun to watch. They're an explosive offensive team. Don't forget about, like, guys like Robert Thomas and Tarasenko in that, that fourth line, too. They really get the job done. Uh, and for me, it's like John Hines is good as uh, good as good as uh, he's done this year. I mean, he's going up against Craig Berube, who's won a cup. And like for me, that's a huge disadvantage for Nashville. For me, I don't really know why I did this because I have St. Louis in my top ten and Nashville not, but I have Nashville winning at six. Yes, <laughs> let's, let's go. Good this time. one's 50-50 right. to yeah. me. I think Nashville could easily win too. Well, I think if, if St. Louis is intent on playing Biddington over and over again, they're fucked. Ooh, yeah. That guy stinks. Um, okay, so we flip uh, to the other division. Another rematch uh, from last year, which went seven games, uh, Minnesota Wild and Vegas Golden Knights. I have Minnesota yeah, pulling off the upset, getting the edge. I have it in six. They're just hot right now. And as we've discussed, Vegas is not very good right now. I just don't don't like the team right now obviously all their players have been out but still i don't know i like minnesota as my upset pick uh in six yeah i also took minnesota uh in six as well newman and i are on the same fucking brave brainwave tonight like let's go dude Um, let's go my only concern here like with vegas is they're running out of time for all these guys to what the fuck was that (laughs) my apple watch trying to decipher something (laughs) um to me, they're just running out of time for all these guys to play together. Like, Eichel needs to feel what it's like to play with these guys. Mark Stone's only played, like, 24 games this year out of 50-something or close to 50. Um, I just don't think they have enough time to get this team in Vegas playoff wagon mode. Uh, that's why I'm going with Minnesota. And I also think Kaprizov is just – they're not going to be able to stop him. Like you too. I also have Minnesota in six. Like for me, this was kind of an easy pick. I've been trashing on Vegas for the last like few weeks here. Uh, I just have not been impressed with their defense. I haven't been impressed really with Robin Leonard at all this season. I think he's struggled a lot. And I brought up the goal scoring. I mean, it's like you look at Minnesota and yeah, you got Kaprizov and, and you got Eric Sinek and you got Zuccarello and all four lines there can score. And I look at Vegas and, and they're just so similar to what they've kind of always been. But I just don't see like I granted Stone and Pacioretty are out. But like for me, I just can't see like someone kind of taking over a series the way I can see Kirill Kaprizov take over a series. So for me, and I hope they play Kakin and um, because Talbot is fucking trash. Minnesota in six. I maybe know a little bit about hockey because I also got the Wild at six. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm learning. Let's go. <laughs> we'll get all of us Let's with six. I know. Um, and then the final matchup, these two teams, I'd be shocked if both are still in the playoffs come year's end. But we got Anaheim, Ducks, who are currently the two seed actually as of today. 
uh, and the LA Kings who are the three. I have Anaheim in five. I just think they're like Troy Terry's a beast. Getzloff has revived his career. Gibson's the better goaltender. So I, I don't know. I don't, this is kind of a throwaway. They're, neither of these teams will probably be in it come April or whatever. I think Anaheim has a legitimate chance. Uh, I kind of mocked this series out to be Anaheim-Calgary. Calgary would be my pick to have that last spot. Or I guess Dallas has a last spot right now. But Calgary is, uh, I think, five, six, maybe even seven games behind most teams right now. So once they catch up, I think they'll be right back in it. But Anaheim really impressed me the other night. They kind of dismantled the Bruins. Uh, they have a lot of skills. Egress is really fun to watch. Uh, Silverberg has played well. I mean, you got Raquel, Getzlov, as Newman pointed out, Terry, as Newman pointed out, and also their defense. Uh, I was saying to Evan the yeah. other night, I have Hampus Lindholm, Cam Fowler, and Kevin Chattenkirk in fantasy. They've all been valuable producers, all around 20 to 25 points, uh, and they're just a solid team. Gibson's a good goalie. When he gets hot, he's almost Vesna level, so I think Anaheim beats L.A. for sure, and if it was Calgary, I'd still say Anaheim at six. Yeah, I mean, Anaheim is definitely the better team here. I had it going seven just based on some of these LA Kings experience. Uh, you know, some of those guys like Kopitar Gowdy have won cups with the LA Kings. Um, and they've kind of played in playoffs before and it's been close. So I do think that this would go the distance. Kings have these random games where they could score like five goals a game. It's really weird. Um, but and but like Colin said and Newman, I mean, there's just too many skilled guys on the Ducks that I don't think LA really has. And there's no way Adrian Kempe is going to keep up the scoring. And, um, you know, who, they, who, who do they have? Dustin Brown, like Arvidsson. I don't trust those guys. Over the Carl Grunderstrom. <laughs> um, I have the Anaheim Ducks winning in seven. Um, I think these teams are both shit, and that's coming from a casual fan. So. <laughs> Good shit. Um, okay, so this next round is going to be a little different then. It's because I have Colorado, Nashville. I know some people have Colorado, St. Louis. Um, but as far as me, this is where I make my uh, my Toronto-Montreal pick from last year. I think Nashville takes them to seven but doesn't win. I think Colorado wins at okay. seven. I think Soros is going to have an unreal series. Uh, what? I said I was going to be concerned. <laughs> Well, hey, it worked out last year. It worked out last year, didn't it? Um, but Colorado is just too good. I mean, they don't choke like – well, actually, they do choke, but not as bad as the Maple Leafs do. Uh, so I have them at seven. Yeah, I think this is the year that Colorado finally breaks out of this uh, second-round slump they've been in. When was the last time they – have they ever reached the Western Conference Finals with McKinnon? Yeah. Uh, I think this is the year. It's kind of fucking shocking. I can't remember if they lost to the Blues or the Sharks. Anyway, I, I know they were. Getting, they lost to that the Blues, I think, in 2019. You know, yeah, it was like two. Um, I have Colorado over St. Louis in six. Rosters just too dynamic. As much as I like St. Louis, I'd still give the edge to Colorado. Um, but I think it would be a pretty competitive series. More competitive than people think. Uh, and my apologies for my loud fucking roommates. I'm sure everyone heard that. <laughs> yeah, Colin, I agree with you. I got abs uh, in six over St. Louis. Again, you hit really all the uh, the points there. Um, Colorado really stuck out to me the first time I kind of saw them in the playoffs was uh, against Calgary uh, that one year, and they weren't favored. They went on the road in games one and two, and it was just like I was just like wow. Like I think I think 
we obviously had conversations about that series, but like guys like Randon and, and Landeskog and McKinnon really stepped up in that series. Um, that was kind of when they first jumped out at me as like, this team could be really good. I think that a, they got a good home ice advantage. They win all the time at home. Uh, I got them in six in this series. I have the Colorado Avalanche uh, winning six games over the Nashville Predators. We. All right, and then I think we all have the Wild and the Ducks. Um, I don't even think this series is going to even happen because I feel like Minnesota is going to bump up uh, past the Blues to three, uh, so they won't even play on this side. But I have Minnesota actually winning in six. I just really like them. Obviously, if you pull off the upset versus Vegas, you've got some momentum. They're hot right now. Anaheim, they're, while they're good, they just spanked the Bruins and the Lightning. They they don't impress me that much, so I'm gonna take Minnesota to go to the the conference final. Yeah, I had Minnesota in five uh, for similar reasons. I, th- I think a Minnesota Colorado matchup in the second round, if that's where if that is how it were to have played out, would be uh, spectacular to watch. But I have it in the Western Conference Finals instead. Yeah, Minnesota in five, just like Colin. Again, I just watched the highlights of the game against Montreal last night, and I was just blown away i mean all four lines get it done these random players like dewar and and nico sturm and and just these, like r- these random players that, that, whose names don't really jump out at you there were some more that just no names at school last night sturm you look at fo- like even guys like folino yeah. like what a job he does hartman hartman what a year he's had so uh, minnesota in five. Oh, i love that team i as well have minnesota in five well, we're just in sync tonight, aren't we? I know. This um, is the closest bracket we've all ever had by far. I know. Um, Until we get to the right, end so, of the year one where it's so different. Yeah. I know. Um, so we all have Colorado, Minnesota. I have Colorado in six. They break through. They go to the cup. Um, deservedly so for those players uh, and that team. I just think they are just better than Minnesota. I think uh, Minnesota pushes it to seven, but I agree, Colorado. Colorado in seven. I also have Colorado in seven. Oh, shit. We're in agreement. That's because the West sucks. And there's no competition. Um, all right. So let's see if I can remember correctly. So I have Colorado, New York. Evan's got Colorado, Carolina. And then the other two have Florida, if I remember correctly. Um, well, this is where I make my Carey Price pick. I have New York in seven. Um, with with Igor as my Con Smythe winner, I don't know, man. I fucking love the Rangers. <laughs> they, <laughs> they turned a two year rebuild into a fucking powerhouse of a team over in the Metro. Currently in first place, I I just love them. Up and down, I mean Panarin, Kreider, Fox is unbelievable. Like they could take on any team and win. So I'm I'm taking them. I feel the same way about the Florida Panthers. That's why I'm taking them at seven. Uh, and if I had to pick a consummate, I'd probably give it to Huberto. Uh, sleeper pick, Anthony Duclair. Guy scores very nice goals, and if he gets hot, I think he could score a lot of them in a short amount of time. Um, I like Florida a lot this year. It's re- guys like Duclair that make me like them so much. Depth guys, Bennett, uh, Reinhardt has been good. Uh, you have Wenberg. You have so many weapons on offense. I really like Florida, uh, and it pains me to pick against Colorado because they deserve it. But if you can't win, you can't win. 
You know, you're making me question my pick, boys. Uh, but no, I'll stick with it. I had Colorado in seven uh, over Carolina. I just can't really bet against that team right now. I don't think. Although I'm uh, shocked to see it go either way. I have the Avalanche beating the Florida Panthers in six games. Right. Me and Eastern two. team is just going to win. They might just beat the shit out of each other, though, and I know. Yeah. slides to the finish. Yeah, that's a good point. Either way, some interesting brackets. I'm uh, very surprised that we were all so much in sync there. Yeah. All right, let's move over to our awards. Uh, Dan is going to sit this one out. I don't know if you got anything to do, Dan. but uh, <laughs> Let's start with the Calder Trophy. Um, fuck, I'll just leave this in my book, I guess. Uh, Calder Trophy. So, do you guys have your previous yeah. picks as well? Um, all right. Uh, my previous pick for this was Trevor Zegris. I'm going to stick with that. Um, a guy I'd like to see win who, who won't is Mort Sider. He's had a great year for Detroit. Defensemen never really win this award, in my opinion, except for McCarr. Um, but I, I think he's definitely deserving of some votes on a not great Detroit team. He's really stepped in and pretty much been their best defenseman all year playing huge minutes, um, but Seager is having a great year, 30 points. The skill is obviously there. The talent's there. The confidence is there. And contrary to Newman's uh, statement in our previous awards episode, Anaheim is suddenly getting national notice with how well they've been playing. So I think he's getting enough publicity to certainly win over Cole Caulfield as you two bozos picked. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Zegris for me. Well, he's getting a lot of national media attention when he's making unbelievable plays. I mean, that really was what I think did it, Colin. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, again, we kind of talked about how, you know, an award like this is really uh, media driven. And, you know, I think Lucas Raymond was someone who was up there, but he's kind of cooled off a little bit. So for me, it's Zegris uh, with, with that nasty assist that I'm sure everybody remembers very well. Yeah, I had Caulfield. He's not in the fucking league right now. Um, I picked Lucas Raymond. I want to show him some love. They're deadlocked in the odds right now, uh, but I think Seekers probably takes it with you know his over-the-net pass alone. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Next up, I have the Hart Award. Uh, my previous pick was Connor McDavid. I see no reason why he wouldn't win, but I'm going to pick Alex Ovechkin. Uh, I think Edmonton's going to miss the playoffs, and in my opinion – as good as McDavid's been this year, if you can't get him in the playoffs, then I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's super deserving of the award at that point. And Ovechkin's played out of his fucking mind uh, this year. 29 goals, 29 assists, really carrying Washington through a lot of injuries this year, uh, keeping him afloat. So I'm going OB. I'm actually not so sure that the that the uh, Edmonton Oilers are going to miss. I'm not willing to bet against McDavid. That's who I had. I got to stick with it. Scored a nice OT winner last night. Yeah, I had McDavid. I'm going to stick with it. I feel like if the uh, the Oilers are going to make it back into the playoffs, he's going to be a big part of it. Next up is Vesna. Uh, uh, it's a bit of an embarrassing one for me. Darcy Kemper was my pick. Uh, has not had the best year to date. Uh, my new pick, UC Soros in Nashville. It's been spectacular. It leads the league in wins. Uh, pristine, I think nine, two, three, save percentage, two, three, seven goals against. He's been very, very good. And one of the big reasons Nashville is in contention right now. 
Uh, well, mine is worse than yours. I said Carter Hart would win the Vesna, and you know, I recognized I went off the board. Clearly, no one drug tested me before that episode. <laughs> um, so I have Shesterkin. Uh, I think he's won 20 out of 26 starts. I mean, his numbers are off the charts. Dude just always seems to win, always seems to put up at least seven fantasy points, I'm sure as Newman is well aware of. Um, so for me, I can't doubt Igor now that he's fully back. Yeah, funny enough, I found my old paper with all the awards on it, and I wrote uh, under Vasilevsky, who was my previous winner, I had Igor and Saros as my finalists. But I can't say that because we had the fantasy draft, and I wanted both of them. Uh, I didn't want you guys yeah. catching on. And I was able to get <laughs> both out. of them, and they are now they are now two and three in fantasy. Uh, I have Shesterkin as well uh, with Vasilevsky as a finalist, and either Saros or Jack Campbell as the other finalist. But Shesterkin has been unreal. Um, probably needs to play a couple more games. He had two little stints on the COVID list, but I think he's on the fast track. I think that's wild that you had. I mean, I'm I'm spot assuming on. that those will be the final three. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm a goalie. I'm a goalie guy, man. That's there all I do. A guru, one might say. Uh, next up, I have Jack Adams, which is the head coach of the year. Previous pick was Bruce Cassidy. I do think maybe if the Bruins were to go on <laughs> a monumental tear here to end the year, he, he could possibly find Win himself. 20 straight games. Yeah, like that point streak they had back in uh, 2019 when they went to the Cup. When they, they had points in like 33 straight games or something ridiculous like that. Um, but I, I don't see that in Boston's future, unfortunately. My new pick is Mike Sullivan. I uh, kind of alluded to him earlier when talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. What he's done with that roster has been so impressive. I don't think any of us had Pittsburgh in, and if we did, we didn't have them at two. Um, they've been phenomenal despite numerous lineup changes, so I'm going with Sullivan. Some good candidates out there, though. My old pick was uh, Jared Bednar with Colorado. Um, again, I just don't know if he's going to get the votes because I guess everybody thought that that team was going to be as good as they are. I just thought, you know, this guy deserves one at some point. I am going to switch just because I don't think people are going to vote for him. So I have Sullivan also. Nice, I think buddy. people kind of wrote off the Penguins. And to get on that run with injured players and to get back in the race in a competitive division is really impressive. Well, as Scully pointed out to me today, much to my horror, I had Barry Trotz as my pick. And uh, <laughs> as Scully would say, it's uh, Perhaps a monumental win streak for the Islanders. <laughs> um, but I'm going to switch to Hines in Nashville. Um, everyone kind of wrote them off as a non-playoff team this year, and he's kind of got that roster in um, after taking over for La Violette after they were in the Stanley Cup, what, like four or five years ago? Mm-hmm. They kind of plummeted. Um, I think Gerald Gallant has to get votes for the Rangers. I mean, that rebuild took like two years, and now they're back. Like, so props to him. I think those two would probably be two guys I'd have circle. Everything Gallant touches turns to gold. I yeah. mean, he shows up in New York. They're suddenly amazing. And then Vegas. he's to Vegas the first year. They go to the cup like this dude. And like, before he got fired in Florida, they were having a good year, yeah. were they not? Yes, they were. Well, um, that's why the firing was so surprising. One of, I don't even know his fucking name, but the Anaheim head coach, if the, if they were to finish Dallas second, Seekins, yeah, know. I think would be worthy of some votes as well. Um, yeah. Next, I have the Rocket Richard for most goals scored. Uh, my pick was Alex Debrinkit. It was not too far off. Uh, what do you think he's got? 
He's got 24. Okay. Uh, Kreider leaves the league with 30. So, Dabrinkit, not out of the question, but I am going to switch to Chris Kreider. I feel like every time I watch the Rangers, he fucking scores. Uh, It's kind of crazy how much he scored this year. He's really, like, not that good in my opinion. Um, but when you play with when you play with advantage Adam Panarin, it can be quite easy to find the puck uh, in good areas to score. So I'm going to go with Kreider. I had David Pasternak, um, who is on a tear, but I just don't see him getting to where some of these other guys are. Uh, I went Drysaddle. Um, I don't know. Is it like either 29 or 30? He's really up there. 29. Um, had 11 shots last night, a goal. He scored two in the game uh, previous to that against Calgary. I just think this guy's scoring. Uh, I mean, look at him on the power play and how good he's been there. Uh, if he's shooting 11 times a game, I mean, this guy's got to find the back. What a puck hog. 11 As shots. As he should be. As he should be. I hate I know, playing right? with him. Connor does, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Honestly, yeah. Um, so I had Kirill Kaprizov. As my previous pick, I think he's 13 off. I think he has 17 right now. I'm going to swap to Ovechkin because I really want Ovechkin to win it. I mean, what he's doing this year is special. Uh, seems, I feel like year after year, he scores from that spot on the power play. And I feel like the goalie should just ignore the other side and just stand over there because you know it's <laughs> fucking coming. And you still can't yeah, stop it. And it's, un- stop it. it's unbelievable. Uh, I just want to see him win it, so I'll pick him. I was playing NHL today, a uh, quick side note, and I have him, Evan and I have a team with him on it. And uh, I was in OT three on three, circled around the zone, made sure I got Ovechkin over there, sent it over to him, top corner game over. Uh, very fun to play with. Um, anyways, another fun guy that to play with, uh, not in a weird Whoa. way, not in a weird way. Uh, Quinn Hughes was my Norris <laughs> pick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to cut that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Norris Award. I had Quinn Hughes as my pick. Uh, I expected much more from him, especially after the year he had last year, where it was kind of Makar, him, and Fox as the big three that were being talked about pretty much the second half of the year, who was going to win. Um, I'm going to switch to Roman Yossi. He's got 43 points this year. Nashville's in a good spot. He's a minutes eater. Just does everything. He's so good. Um, I had Aaron Ekblad, who's actually having a great year, and I didn't really even know that. I went to check his stats because I thought my pick was crazy, but he's got 10 goals and, like, several assists. So I was kind of surprised to see him uh, playing that well, but I can't stick with him when he got Kale McCarr in the league, who's put up 16 goals, who I think – as a legitimate shot to get to 30 and as a defenseman to do that, I think is absurd. I think the, uh, he'll get a ton of media hype if he does get, you know, when he gets to 20, when he gets to 25, when he gets to, if he does get to 30, uh, I just can't see him losing this award this year. Yeah. It's Cal McCarr for me. I had him at the beginning of the year. I'm not switching now. It's a two horse race between him and Fox, but he has more goals than Braden point. <laughs> Kyru, oh. Cam Atkinson, Tavares. Like, come on, this yeah. guy's insane. Um, Yossi has I, more <laughs> points than McCarr. Yeah. But he doesn't have 16 fucking goals. As He's got 10. Uh, like I don't, I don't think you're giving enough credit. <laughs> And to I, say, I mean, Adam Fox does have fucking 46 points, which is ridiculous. Yeah, they all go to Kreider. It's awesome. I have them both, and it's like a free five points every time Kreider scores. Well, all of Fox's points come on the power play, as do McCars. So do Kreider. He has 15 goals on the power play. Well, yeah. And the fact that Fox won last year, I don't think he'll get it again. 
I think I Edmund Char should get it. Uh, Edmund should get a couple. Uh, well, that's that's my problem with this award and all awards is the media bullshit. Like Yossi's never gonna get any coverage. Nobody talks about well, Nashville nationally. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I saw an Instagram post uh, this week that had kind of the the NHL.com writers vote, and Edmund was ahead of Yossi and Fox and Ekblad. And I was surprised to see that. That's offense. He's, he's having a great year. He's having he? a really good year. Yeah. He is, but still. he always does. Yeah. Uh, he got, I feel like they get media bias, but like Vasilevsky should win, have won the Vezina four years in a row and he's only won it once. So. True. He should have won yeah. it last year. I don't know yeah. how he did it. Uh, the last award on our list, the Selkie for best defensive offensive player, typically a center. My pick, as usual, Patrice Bergeron, not changing, sticking with it. Yeah, Bergeron for me, I think he's at like 63% on draws. I mean, there's – Leads a league, I know that. I don't see him losing this. Yeah, so I had Stone originally, and then I went and looked today at who I would pick. And I looked at Barkov, and he had he's had as a career high in faceoffs at like 50, 52 or fifty four. And I was like, oh, that's really good. And then I went and checked Bergeron, and he's at like <laughs> sixty two. I was like, oh, fucking Christ! So yeah, I'm gonna pick Bergeron. This guy's unreal. Yeah, uh, that wraps up everything we have except for the rant, which is Newman's today. I'm not sure what he's ranting about. I'm sure it'll be interesting. But you let me know when to start the clock, Connor, and the floor is yours. Yeah, you can start the clock. I honestly had no idea what to rent about until like two hours ago. But I thought uh, the Hall of Fame vote last night deserved some some chat. Uh, as we all know, David Ortiz into the Hall of Fame. No complaints there. He's our boy, Boston legend. But I would like to advocate for both Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, uh, who just fell off the vote as their 10th year expires. I mean, Barry Bonds is the best baseball player of all time. And to ha- not have him in the Hall of Fame is going to be disgraceful i know i saw a tweet today that i forget who it was might have been jeff passon that the role of the hall of fame committee is to preserve history and to keep the best player and easily the best hitter of all time out of the hall of fame is not preserving history you're fucking throwing in the garbage and yes obviously he used steroids but like allegedly so did david ortiz so i mean like i don't know man i feel like they both deserve to get in kurt schilling deserves to get in like A Rod's on that list. I'm sure A Rod's gonna get in one day. Like, and he did fucking steroids. Right? So to have mm-hmm. to keep Barry Bonds out of it really fucking pissed me off because, in my opinion, he is the best player of all time. Um, that'd be like that'd be like um, Tom Brady not getting into the Hall of Fame because he deflated a football allegedly. Like that's that's what I compare it to. So I, I think it's just absolute bullshit that. This, like yes the steroids are bad but everyone in that era used steroids so what you're gonna keep all fucking 100 million of them out and i know you know if you let one of them in you gotta let them all in but no you don't you can go case by case i mean some of them are on steroids and they still hit like a fucking peewee kid so i don't know that's that was where my head was at today because i was upset that barry bonds didn't get in the hall of fame <laughs> grant newman uh, two things um i completely agree with you obviously um i think everybody has seen a home run 756 watch that video at one time in their life with the Giants play-by-play guy who's awesome uh pretty sure everyone's seen that it's fantastic video um MLB is just bizarre MLB is so bizarre well here's my take on it is the MLB and baseball as a whole has always been America's game it's always been a gentleman's game if you will and gentlemen care about integrity so my thoughts here, and not that I necessarily agree with this, but my thoughts are 
the voters are probably trying to protect the quote unquote integrity of baseball by keeping those who had lower standards for their own integrity, example, steroid users, um, um, keeping steroid users out of the hall of fame. Not that I necessarily agree with that, but I do really think if you had let bonds in and he could get in, he can appeal and there are other avenues to get in over the next 10 years. But if you let bonds in, then McGuire has to get in and probably Sosa too. And those two are like big, big known steroid users. Right. And that's a bad look for baseball. If you want to put those guys up on a pedestal and tell young kids at home that it's okay to do drugs, to make you better at sports. I don't think that's necessarily a good message. So in the end, yeah, Bonds, numbers-wise, deserves it. But I just don't think – got to think outside of the box on this one, I think. That's my take. Oh, that's, that's totally fair. But, I, I mean, in my opinion, Pete Rose should be getting in. Like, he didn't do steroids. And he leads all, all time in hits. And he's not going to get in, like, because he bet on, what, himself? What's wrong with betting on yourself or other games? Like you're, It's not like he's enhancing his performance in any way. It's just frustrating. It's like insider trading, I suppose. I think, yeah, I think it was so funny too when um, what we had Logan Paulson on for the first time. He's like, yeah, on the plane, like some guys bet. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> like he said that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think Rose should be in. I think Bonds. Well, those guys aren't betting on their fucking games. They're just like playing cards. Even like, I mean, there's a huge difference. Yeah, but yeah, like Nimitz yeah. said, like, granted, okay, I kind of <laughs> thought that he difference. was saying that they were betting on games, but. No. Um, but Rose should be in. Well, the thing with Rose is he's just been blackballed for too long. And we were texting about this the other day. And when you basically shadow ban a dude from the MLB for 30 some odd years, there's no way you can suddenly say, Hey, come to the Hall of Fame. We love you. So, uh, that's all I got on the agenda. You boys have anything to add? All right. We'll wrap up then. Thanks for listening. And, uh, we'll catch you next week. Later. Peace. Peace. Put your tears away, ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't done yet, take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets, I'll be the one who accepts